With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me today to talk uh, trade deadline and uh, other Islanders topics is my friend Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, uh, did you watch uh, any of the uh, trade deadline shows today? Yeah, I was. Uh, I have a, a nice annual tradition of watching Trade Center on TSN, uh, and uh, I continued that today. Uh, I, I think I watched all but like eight minutes of it. I didn't. I didn't miss the uh, the Ian Cole trade. I think that was the first one. <laughs> that was so. the first one. Uh, I watched TSN's Trade Center as well today, which was streamed on ESPN3, which I think is hilarious because it's just a website. 
Like it's really they call it ESPN three, and I think people like scramble for their remote controls. Like, oh my god, do I have ESPN three? What channel is that? It's not a channel. It's just a TV. It's just a website. You go there. They have lot. They actually put lots of cool stuff on there sometimes. And uh, boy, am I glad I did because I normally would watch the the Sportsnet stuff, and it's just too much. There's just too much like too many people just talking, doing weird stuff, and it's just the TSN was way better. I found uh, a lot more subdued. You know, the, you still get the usual like, and then we'll talk about this trade more later. But you know, Ryan McDonald has just been traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning. How does this affect the Maple Leafs? Which is an exact verbatim quote <laughs> I heard this afternoon, and I was like, "Come on, you guys, you really this cliche, guys?" But uh, but no, I thought the overall product was very well done. done. James Duthie is really great, uh, and he's just sort of like the master of ceremonies. And then you've got the sort of insider trading guys in the back: Mackenzie, Drager, LeBron. I don't know. They just look like they're just like sitting at a bar. I don't know if they're even. I think they're on the phone with each other sometimes. Uh, it was exciting uh, at the very end, which I think was kind of like the way it was last year or the year before. Not so exciting for the Islanders, but exciting for a lot of other teams. Let's let's um let's talk Islanders first. They they just made a couple of really small moves. They acquired uh Brandon Davidson from Edmonton on su- Saturday, who is um sort of depth defenseman, you know, not big on the offensive side, has good underlying numbers. One of those guys that seems like he's kind of underappreciated at Edmonton. Uh, but you know, they got him for a third round pick, which I guess is fine. I'm not a third, 2019 third round pick for that matter too. Um, and then today they, at the very last minute, they traded our personal whipping boy and everybody else's Jason Chimera to <laughs> Anaheim for a guy named Chris Wagner, who, I mean, most Islanders fans probably never heard of 26 year old, uh, big hitter, uh, second in the league in hits actually. So he's kind of a bit of a Matt Martin type kills penalties, which is nice. Uh, but he's also an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, like Chimera. But unlike Chimera, he was—he's only making seven hundred grand this year. Actually, less than seven hundred grand, and Chimera compared to Chimera's two million. So, you know, that's the, those are the moves, and uh, you know, doesn't really say a whole lot for the state of the Islanders right now. But uh, what did you make of uh, both of those moves, if anything? Yeah. I, <laughs> first of all, they both have the two most like nondescript n- names you can imagine in the NHL. Right, yeah. Yeah. They just sound like, you know, just your regular old, right. you, you know, if you, if you said, if you told me those names, I would say, yeah, one of them's probably a fourth line banger and the other one's probably <laughs> a seventh defenseman. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the, the Davidson deal of the two Davidson was, that was the, uh, the winner for, yeah. for snow. Yeah. Yeah. for the, the deadline. <laughs> D- Davidson's also an RFA, so if he, I guess, works out, they can bring him back, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, w- I wish that the uh, the Wagner trade kind of went down in the similar fashion that the, the Lightning-McDonough trade went, whereas, oh, the Islanders traded Jason Jamera, so we could have just, you know, be like, oh, wow, that's great, and, you know, rather than them saying they, they kind of had that trade in full right away because I would have I liked to celebrate that for for a couple minutes before realizing all right the return for him obviously was, was horrible and uh, yeah. uh, i mean they're literally the same if you look at their stats other than the uh the hits the uh wagner and him are very very similar yeah, <laughs> yeah. players well one guy's i mean uh, wagner's weight he's 10 years younger so that yeah. that's one big thing oh, yeah. but you know if wagner can actually stop skating without falling down then he's probably better off than chimera who could not do that apparently this season. He, uh, I, I thought it was funny when the trade went down. I was, I was actually coming up from my basement because I just put a load of laundry in the machine, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, uh, I saw that they had made the trade. I'm like, oh, they traded Chimera, okay. And then of course immediately without missing a beat, all the 
Trade Center guys were like, wow, he's still got the wheels. He's still got that <laughs> speed, and he can always – and I was like, wait till these guys realize that, yeah, he's got the speed. He just he can't stop. He goes crashing into the board, so he falls down to the ice. And he can't turn. And he never uses that speed for anything. He just kind of just, you know. And we've talked about Chimera ad nauseum. And, and he's going he's gonna to score like 15 goals and lead the Ducks. <laughs> he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna do something really special for the Ducks, isn't he? He's gonna, he's, they're going to play him on a line with Ricard Raquel. And he's going <laughs> to luck into like 10 goals in the next 20 games. And uh, you know he'll he'll be a, a playoff superstar at the age of thirty eight. He'll he'll go out with the Stanley Cup, and uh, they'll be like, I can't believe they traded that guy. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. But again, you know, Jason Chimera was a guy who came in. He was supposed to replace Matt Martin to a certain degree on the fourth line. The whole thing was he had twenty goals a year before, and somehow I still don't know how exactly he ended up with twenty last year too. That's the, that didn't happen. <laughs> It did it. They just somebody somewhere just you know fudged the numbers. So because yeah. he did not score twenty goals last year, he scored eight maybe. Yeah, I don't. If if you could think of a less memorable twenty goal season, and then we're talking about the Islanders here. So I mean they've had a lot of memorable non memorable players. That's got to be right <laughs> up there. And uh, and this you know I think I think he came in people he came into this season when people were like kind of off his back. I mean when a guy has twenty goals, you really can't argue too much about it. Um, but man, this year just was bad and it was hard to watch. And, you know, they played him for 58 games and got less than nothing out of him. And now to the point where they started to scratch him and it appears as if the team's possession numbers have gotten better across the board <laughs> after they scratched the guy could be a coincidence. Could not, yeah. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I think they, it was a lot of things. I think they did their guys solid by getting them out to a team that, could potentially, you know, closer to the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they have any real plans for Chris, Chris Wagner. You know, if he likes it here and he comes back, hey, so be it. But, you know, hopefully if he comes back, hopefully he's not making much more than that 700K that he's making this year. But, um, yeah, Davidson I like, actually, and, and I feel like he could end up being a uh, a replacement for either Calvin DeHaan or Thomas Hickey. N- neither guy I really particularly want to replace. I wish they could keep them both. But, um doesn't look like that's going to happen and uh, I don't I almost don't want to say that because I'm afraid that's going to like get people's hopes up (laughs) and maybe Brandon Davidson isn't going to be that guy but uh, yeah I mean I I actually kind of like that trade but you know given where the Islanders are in the standings right now and currently they're two points out of a playoff spot um, you know it's hard to get excited about these these little minor moves yeah and and uh, I know you know as a fan base we do this a lot and I'm not trying to be sour grapes but the Islanders if they had defensive issues from, from basically from the get go, and this guy was available for nothing on waivers a while back. They, and if if they really needed to upgrade their defense, you know, even if they just did it like this in this little increment, they should have probably did it, you know, five weeks ago. We could be talking about a team that is in a playoff spot rather than two points out, even though those two points feel like a mountain. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, that that goes, uh, I guess, as a part of the both of these guys were on waivers earlier this year. <laughs> Um, you know, whether the Islanders were in a position to get either one, I don't know. They, they definitely weren't in position to get Davidson when the Canadians put him on waivers and he was reacquired by the Oilers. He started out with the Oilers. He was traded to Montreal last year at the deadline. The Habs put him on waivers this year. He was picked up again by the Oilers, who then traded him to the Islanders. So maybe second time around, <laughs> you shouldn't, you know, uh, resign with the Oilers because they're going to trade you again. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, 
you know, I think that there's something to that. I don't think either of them, you know, or it's funny how a guy is on waivers and nobody touches him, and that the trade deadline guys get moved. So um, that happened to Yusi Jokinen was traded today. Um, I think the Canucks may, maybe picked him up. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I but think he, it was he was kind of like a throw it in that Thomas Vanek. Right. Yeah. He was on waivers yesterday. Uh, Johnny Oduya got traded today to Philly. He was on waivers yesterday. So, you know, it's weird. Oh, no, no. They picked him up on waivers. Sorry. Uh, they, the, the Flyers picked Johnny Oduya up on waivers. But that happens all the time when you put get, guys get put on waivers and then they get traded. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a strange thing. But, you know, NHL general managers are a weird lot. They do, they do strange things. Useful players get put on waivers all the time. And nobody ever picks them up. The Islanders had opportunities to pick up guys who could help, could have helped. You know, again, we talked about Cody Franzen. Uh, who was another guy? There was another guy too. Um, you know, but and it goes back to what we talked about these two guys and and the state of the team it's in right now, which is that you know they're probably fine. Davidson's probably fine. He's to- totally fine NHL player. Wagner, maybe he's okay as a fourth liner. I don't know. We'll see. But these aren't the kind of guys who are going to fix a season. And as you said. This is not the Islanders aren't like new to having problems. Like they've had problems all year long. And um in his piece for the Athletic, Arthur Staple got a quote from Garth Snow, who by the way did not give a quote to the uh I read the the piece by Greg Joyce in the post and it said Snow was not available for comment. However, Arthur Staple has quotes from Snow a couple of hours after the deadline. So if you're not an ex- uh, if you're not a, what I'm trying to say is if you're not a subscriber to the Athletic, you might want to be a subscriber to the Athletic because you know you never know what you can find in there. But um, and Arthur's <laughs> great, we love Arthur. And um, but basically, what Snow said was the team just frankly isn't in a position right now to acquire big name guys because they're on the precipice of missing the playoffs. And uh, the money quote here is, you know, that's the mindset with everyone in the organization, from players to coaches to management. No one is happy where we are. We're in a situation. We're in the situation we're in, like several other teams, we're trying to get into the playoffs and compete for the Stanley Cup. We knew where the market was going in regards to cost, with high draft picks being asked for players. It wasn't worth it for us to make those moves now, meaning like big, earth-shattering moves. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, and it's just this sort of confluence of, of little moves here there that could have fixed things, like you said, six weeks ago, two months ago, a year ago, that were never made. And here we are battling out for the playoffs again, and if they miss the playoffs by a point again, I don't think it would shock literally anybody. Um, you know, what have, what are we all we going to do is say, like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And that's it. And it's like, nah, I mean, there's got to be a better answer than that, right? Right. And and I think we're honestly, like, I I, I would venture to guess or, or place a wager that that's exactly how the Islanders' season's going to end, is that there'll <laughs> be a game out and and – that's and you know snow will say you know we came on strong at the end it looks like this group kind of fixed itself and it's just the status quo is is nowhere is the worst place to be in the nhl like you just do not and arthur is saying that in his his article like the islanders are in such a horrible spot where you know the rangers who were what five points behind them obviously they're in free fall you know cash cashed in on everybody and uh the islanders couldn't do that they couldn't they couldn't go for it, and and I'm not saying the Islanders shouldn't have, you know, mortgaged a, a big chunk of their future to to make a splash on, you know, Vander Kane or, uh, no you know, even Mc- <laughs> yeah, like it's just anybody. Just you know, there's there's really just no reason for them to make a big splash because they didn't make the little splashes that they needed to, you know, like we said two months ago, and right. 
Snow is not going to say that's my fault. Like, you know, I, sh- I, sh- I should, you're right. I should have picked up Cody Franz and, you know, six weeks ago to help fix this defense or, you know, even UC Jokinen or whatever, you know, and, and it doesn't, it blows my mind because when the Islanders were bad and not supposed to compete, the man was a wizard on the waiver wire. <laughs> he's, he's plucking guys out from like left right. and right. They're, they're turning it to Thomas Hickey. Thomas Hickey was, was a waiver pickup, wasn't he? he was yeah, in, or, absolutely. And P.A. Parento. Yeah. Matt Bolson. Like all of a sudden yeah. he turns it to like, what happened? I don't know. And and I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. That's really, I mean, you said it perfectly. Like what happened? Like there was a time when it was exciting because if a guy who, if a guy was useful, and he was available for literally nothing, whether it was on waivers or he was a free agent pickup in the summertime. Garth was usually on those guys. And some of those guys turned into very productive players. Thomas Hickey's still here. He, I mean, how, how many times does a waiver a guy go from waivers to being on a team for six years? <laughs> or that's six years, just, four years, whatever. Like, yeah, if, if he feel, it feels more like 12. Like, I mean, right. Thomas Hickey, like, I feel like I've grown up with the guy on the yeah, team. You know? he's, he's been, he's an, and he's, in fairness, he hasn't had a great season, but. But he's a good player, and he's a guy who who has helped the Islanders have success. And he was a waiver pickup. Um, yeah, you know, Parento, Molson, those guys were. Michael were, Grabner was. Grabner some, was like, on. Yeah, he was on waivers some, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah or, or was he? You know, the, he just he he did all these like little. You know, one man's trash is another man's Michael Grabner moves, and right. and and that just stopped happening. It it stopped happening, and the team is worse off for it, and. You know, it's it's funny, like you talk about the, the, the mushy middle or Arthur talks about the mushy middle or, uh, you know, this sort of no man's land that they're in, uh, in the status quo. And that that sort of comes down to where the Islanders always seem to shoot for. They always seem to be in this mode like, well, if, as long as you make the playoffs, you know, anything can happen. And it's not that they're wrong. Obviously, they're not wrong. The, the Predators, fake and very famously, had the same amount of points as the Islanders did last year and they went all the way to the cup final. But the problem is, if you're not shooting for the top spot, if you're not shooting to be, you know, first in the division or the president's trophy or the cup favorite, then you get then one thing goes wrong or two things go wrong, and suddenly you're stuck back here in this phantom zone where, you know, you suddenly it's the trade deadline. It's like, well, I'm not going to trade my assets. I'm not going to be in the playoffs. I might not be like, well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Why aren't we trying to be a playoff team? Why are we? You know, kind of screwing around on the on the, cl- the cutoff line instead of trying to get better. And I want to point out a team that today is going for it. And I mean, who would have thought about this a year and a half ago? The the Winnipeg Jets, like the Jets, bided their time. They built up this this you know store of prospects and good players. Uh, Connor Hellebuck has come into his own this year, and and that's that's a big deal because you know he's given them the stability and goal that Andre Pavlik, quite frankly, did not give them. Uh, Paul Maurice is an okay coach. Like he, you know, he teaches defensive structure. They and they had this top nine that was really good, and now they've added Paul Stastny to it in a deal that literally came out of nowhere. If you remember, <laughs> I thought it was funny. You were watching TSN too. They seem to literally be taken very by surprise of this deal, and I thought it was yeah, the funniest and, and thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that never happens too, because someone has you know their their hook onto yeah. everybody in the league, but they never mentioned Stasi once. It was a Not, great reaction from everybody. Yeah, and like they're all like, uh, "Let's go to uh, somebody with the reaction for this," and you know the answer was like, "Oh, Stasi's good." Yeah, of course, because they, they just said like these generic things. Because I don't think anybody ever thought of the the Jets adding Paul Stasi, but he's a good player, and now he gives an already pretty good top nine turns them into a great top nine. 
And I mean, there's a good chance that the Jet, the Winnipeg Jets of all teams could be in the Stanley Cup final. And I, as a person that loves when the Stanley Cup final gets terrible ratings, can't yep. wait for <laughs> for the Winnipeg Jets. I hope it's a Jets. Jets uh, and Lightning. Jets, Lightning, or uh, who else? Yeah, I guess that would, it would be the Lightning. Or Jets, Columbus, Stanley Cup final. Yeah, or, or Jets, I mean, New Jersey. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> Devils. Are, I mean, we don't want to see the Leafs there, but, no. you know, the, yeah. two Canadian teams would really drive the NHL up the wall. <laughs> but, you know, but I, and I just thought, you know, I don't want to compare every team to the Islanders because, again, everybody's situation is different. But, you know, again, this is a team that is shooting for the moon. And, yes, they got lucky in the sense that they're goaltending – it's been phenomenal this year, and I don't even think they expected it to be this good. But the, whether it's the mushy middle, the status quo, the phantom zone, the, the the nether regions, the no man's land, whatever you want to call it, the cutoff line, this is no place to be because if one thing goes wrong, you're sunk. And it's just, you know, again, I don't think that the moves they made are necessarily bad ones. I can get behind maybe not making moves like a couple of teams, and that's fine too. But you're doing it for, for the all the wrong reasons <laughs> because yep. your team's not that good, you know. It's just I don't know. It's very frustrating. And they shouldn't. And this this the opportunity that they had this year with with the, their cap situation, with their top six being structured the way it was, with the emergence of this dude Matt Barzala who just is <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Like you could you can't script a better you know top six than what the Islanders have, and and they played. Everyone has played almost to perfection, maybe till you know the last week or so, and they are blowing it. They blew yeah. it. They blew it. But they, they blew it. I guess you know around Thanksgiving yeah. when they were what fifteen seven and two or something like yeah. that, and didn't take advantage of the fact that they were out of the gates hot. Yeah. And yeah, For, now we're, we're all screwed. We, we talk about the where would the Jets be without Connor Hellebuck? Where, where would the Islanders be without Matthew Barzell? They'd be almost dead last in the entire league. <laughs> They'd be, you know, he's. Seriously. It's funny to me when I see people make the argument for Brock. I don't know. Did we talk about this? When I see people make the argument for Brock Besser for the Calder, I mean, Brock Besser is a fine player and he's got this great shot and he's scored a lot of goals. I don't even know what he's up to now. I think he's he's well past 30 at this point. But like to me, Brock Besser uh, turned the Canucks into uh, from a team that was terrible to a team that was is terrible, but with one guy who can really score a lot of goals. Matthew Barzell took the Islanders, who are very mediocre, and transformed them into like the third highest scoring team in the entire league. And actually, yep. right now, if we're you know as of today, February twenty sixth, the Barzell Eberly Beauvillier line is the only thing that's currently working for the Islanders. <laughs> Everything else is con completely haywire, including, of course, the great John Tavares, who is snake bit. It's crazy. It's just crazy, like the way Barzell has turned. First of all, like he's making. The Tavares line and the, everybody else on the team mm. seems slow, and it's just station and forget slow. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. Like when he's not on the ice, it's just like the team just is just like, all right, we only got like a minute and fifteen seconds till they get back <laughs> on the ice, so let's just not screw up. Yeah, right. And uh, and, and, and that's just how it felt. And whatever. I mean, they 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 the Islanders management screwed up because they didn't take advantage of this wonderful yeah. season from this kid. And we all, ex- you know, the the. The path that he's on is pointing, you know, upwards, and he's obviously only 20. what, fifteen yeah. <laughs> years old, and and he's so he's he's going to get better. Um, you know, he should get better, or whatever. But you just never know. You never know yeah. with with in sports and with anything, you know. So the Islanders have squandered a gigantic opportunity, and they like you know you could be mad today, but you shouldn't be mad about mm. today. You should be mad about the like this past three months and just it's really no, disappointing. I, I agree with you. That's I couldn't. It's, you know, I'm kind of numb to it <laughs> yeah. at this point, actually. Yeah, 
like this kind of yeah, disappointment. It's, I, I I agree with you one hundred percent. That's that's exactly that's exactly the way I I feel the same way. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I could be mad about today, and you, you have every right to be. But at the same time, you know, the time to be mad was earlier. I mean, you could go and you could go back as far as you want. I mean, we've talked at all a lot about that 2015-16 season when they were they stormed out of the gates and were great. And the following summer, they didn't do anything. They added Thomas Grice, and that was it. And you know, it all goes back to that. And you know, again, I'm still thinking about what you what you said before about like you know when when Snow was the guy to find these sort of diamonds in the rough and. This is the best illustration of how screwed up and rewired my brain is right now is that I saw Black Panther and it's great. I saw it twice actually. Uh, and there's a line in the movie in the beginning, Shuri is Black Panther's sister and she's one of the smartest. She's like a teenage Tony Stark who lives in Wakanda and she builds all of his weapons and tech and all this stuff and she builds him these new these new mines or these devices that can like disable cars and stuff like that. And um She's like, I, I, I upgraded these things. And he was like, oh, I, I just used them. They work fine. Why the upgrade? And she goes, just because something works doesn't mean it can't be made better. And I, the first thing I thought of when I heard that her say that line twice was, you know, that's kind of the way I feel about the Islanders. <laughs> it's really sad. Go see Black Panther. It's awesome. It really I, is. You know, I, I, I know, I know you're, you're a huge movie fan, so you would never do it. But I wish you turned to the person next to you and, and spoke out loud and said you know, that reminds me of the New York Islanders, just to see uh, what dude, their reaction would have been. I, I could tell you the story. When I saw Iron Man the first time, I I was blown away. I was so juiced by that movie that these two people are sitting next to me. I was waiting for the end because I knew there was the, the closing credits sequence. And these two people came in. I guess they didn't know that they were going to see this end credits scene. So they sat down for the next show while the credits for the my show were going on. And uh, they were like, you know, was it good? And I just launched into this whole, like, you know – diatribe about how awesome it was and how it's amazing and how it's great and i'm gonna see it again anyway um yeah so go see black panther it was really good but i thought to my <laughs> i guess you know that that's i guess that's you know just as a quick plug too is i uh when i saw manchester by the sea and yaroslav halak was in there but he's playing for the uh, blues because they were watching a Bruins okay. blues game and i like hit my friend who i saw the movie with i like hit him in the chest i go it's wow. it's a lock oh it's a lock God. i thought it's, you were gonna say he was like an yeah. actor he was like a shorthand or something in the <laughs> well i mean I mean, he's, he might be. He's, he's got like a stoic the, uh, way about him. But tonight is um, Casino Night, and the Islanders posted a picture before. And uh, <laughs> uh, Ross Johnston has had a, a quite a run, and, and I don't want to say this to make him mad because I'm sure he's he's a he's a very large <laughs> yeah. man, and he looks very funny in his tux, and he is literally a foot and a half taller than everybody else on the team. And he's standing he stand next to Barzell, who, I don't know, is probably, what, what 5'10", 5'11", you know? And he's he's towers over him. Like, it's, you know, he's they're like the Beagle Boys, you know? There's like one giant guy and then one regular-sized guy. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's but it's the same, <laughs> getting back to the Islanders, you know, again, if something <laughs> works, it doesn't mean it can't be made better. And I wonder if that's the sort of, you know, gets back to what you were saying before about how Snow didn't want to, you know, make these these little pickups here and there because he thought, well, the team is fine. Why do we need take a chance on this guy or take a chance on this other guy? And, and to a certain level, I can understand that. But at the same time, you don't stop acquiring players after you've got a bunch of good ones. And like the teams that went out today and made those kinds of big chances, be, took those kinds of big chances because they have the Stanley Cup in their sights, Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, although they've won two in already, already. Um, you know, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, who else? Uh, you know, the the Leafs really didn't do much. There. The, the the Bruins picked up um, 
uh, Rick Nash. You know, like these teams, they didn't just stop. They didn't. They weren't like, well, we got Charlie McAvoy, so we don't need anybody else. No, they got a bunch of other guys that are all pretty good too. Uh, you know, the the Lightning just, you know, they didn't stop it. Well, we got Steve Stamkos. What? Who else do we need? Well, they got a lot of good guys. I don't know why they're just not looking at those. Yeah, like you're saying, like just look at those teams and copy what they're doing. Uh, Staples says that the Lightning are kind of shaping up a bit like the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors of the NHL. It's just like, you know, now they've added, oh, sorry, I guess we might, that's our segue to the rest of the, uh, the NHL. So while the Islanders were taking things pretty slow, uh, a lot of moves were made today. Uh, Paul Stastny again is, is in Winnipeg and probably the most shocking deal of the day in a, a, not a surprising, but a big deal that actually went down was Ryan McDonough, uh, and JT Miller were traded from the Rangers to the Lightning for a parcel of uh, prospects, one uh, first pick, uh, first round pick, um, Vladimir Nemetsnikov, who uh, sounds like was kind of riding the coattails a little bit of Stamkos and Kucherov. I'm sure he's a, he's an okay player on his own, but you know with those two other guys, he was really good. Um, so they, you know, I saw things that like they got fleeced, that they fleeced Steve Eiserman. I guess it depends, but at the end of the day, the the Lightning didn't give up anybody off of their roster or any of their A plus prospects. So. Uh, I guess, you know, things could have been better. But the Rangers, I think, have three picks in the first round, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, the Sharks got Evander Kane. Uh, Thomas Vanek, who did not want to move to Brooklyn uh, when the Islanders made him a, an offer, which, thank God, he did not sign. I just want to say, I just when I joke about this, it's funny to me that his reason for signing was he didn't want to go to Brooklyn, and now he's played in 18 different cities since then. Uh, he is now on his way to Columbus. So that ought to be fun with John Tortorella as his coach. Carlson and Pacioretty stayed put. And yeah, Carlson and Pacioretty didn't move. Um, oh, Thomas Plakanich. <laughs> yeah, Plakanich. Yeah, he went to ta- to Toronto, which is a good deal for them. It's really he, strange to see him in that. <laughs> it is. Before. Oh, my God. Dude, he had been a Hab since 2003. I, oh my God, the, that's like a lifetime. Jeez. That that mar- miracle run that we that we went on, and we talk about it all the time, the Dublowitz-Pokechick run. I remember watch, yeah. watching the Leafs and the Habs playing that game and just – promising myself that if if uh you know all things went and the Leafs needed to beat the Habs and I loved uh Thomas Placanich for some reason I was like if well if 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 the Leafs beat the Habs I'm gonna buy a Thomas Placanich jersey and I don't know why but uh. that was my that was my thing and then but I didn't do it <laughs> uh I'm pretty sure leads the league in pronunciations of his last name like every time depends on where you go what market his name is spelled his name is pronounced in a bunch of different ways uh, if I ever wanted to know how it was actually pronounced, I would probably ask Brendan Burke because he's really good at that stuff. But I'm pretty sure it's Placanitz. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Well, who knows? But I, we all know who whenever, we're talking about. Whenever that <laughs> happened, like a guy would change their name and, and Howie Rose yeah. would be calling the game. He would get real, like, like really upset <laughs> yeah, about it. That. Yeah, he would really. He took it. He almost took it personally. Yeah, that like <laughs> that a guy was like, oh, is this uh, who's that? Oh, so it's Sergey Kalinin now, is it? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> well, who's there was another guy who changed his name. Yeah, there's the, the guy uh, on the I, Hurricanes who played in the Olympics. It was Michael Jordan, but he's like, I, it's Michelle Jordan now, so he doesn't get you know mixed up. And all right, Michelle, whatever you think, or something like that. Yeah. He always had some, <laughs> yeah, something there. He took it personally. Yeah. yeah. Mich- oh no. Well, Brad Brad Marchand was another one too. It's it's Marchand now. I think he's like he wants to sound like all the people in Boston that mispronouncing his name this whole time. <laughs> I think that was how. Sounds like him. Anyway. Yeah, we miss Howie. Um, we love Brandon. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Howie. How it'd be cool if they get like Howie for like a game. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. But uh, uh, the Penguins got uh, Derek Broussard, who basically guarantees them at least one more cup. If yeah, not two. So, that's uh, so I'm really mad about this one. That really, that, that's, there's, <laughs> there are two deals that piss. Sorry. There's one deal that pissed me off. 
and it was that. And there was a, a rumored deal that the Rangers were going to get um, Sergachev in that Ray McDonough deal that almost pissed me off. Right. But yeah. the Broussard thing is just not right. It really is. It's so it's so annoying. <laughs> it really is so annoying because uh, he's he's perfect. I mean, he's like he's a number one center on other teams, and here he's going to play third line center, and he's better than any third line center they've ever had. Whether it's Jordan Stahl or Nick Benino, you know, he he's really good, and he's there for this season and next season. And next season they'll let him walk, and he'll end up someplace else, and he'll be broken, and he won't be that good. But yeah, I'm I'm really mad about this. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that the lightning or somebody just, uh, you know, squashes them and and makes me not worry about this. But it's this is going to be a real problem. Uh, the Blue Jackets picked up a whole bunch of guys, uh, but they didn't trade Jack. They might have got Mark Letestu. Someone got Mark Letestu. They did. They did get Mark Letestu. The <laughs> the Oilers are kind of uh, Oilers fans are a little bit mad about. Oh, Patrick Maroon oh, yeah. also the, the, went traded to the Devils. Like that's the other thing. Like the Devil. Good for the Devils. Right. Yeah. Like I mean. Right. So talk about just leapfrogging us and making the Islanders look like idiots. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, they've done this has been a great season for them. And you know, they haven't they haven't sat on on their heels like they they tr- I mean they traded they traded Adam Henrique halfway through a season. <laughs> They're having a season that nobody expected them to have. They're like, you know, they've and they've had their slumps and you know, and they're not perfect. Like their their possession possession numbers uh you know, have never really been all that good although they've been better in the second half of the season. Um, and they just traded Adam Henrique halfway through the season for Sammy Votnin. And it's like, what? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, you trade one of your longest serving guys, a guy who's, who scored your last playoff, big playoff goal like and six years ago. The most important they just traded Islander him. playoff goal, too, in the last like, yeah. 25 years, too. Also true, yeah. Like, I wanted the Islanders. When he, when he came to play for the Ducks, the Islanders should have did a thank you video for yeah. him. Uh, I thought he would have been a great pickup for the Islanders. Uh, you know, when I when so would have Sammy Vatanen, who you know he's not that yeah. he's not like an amazing defenseman, but if he was yeah. he's around and available, and you know the Islanders could sure. have got him. Yeah, back in November, um, right? But like that's the kind of move that like that's a that's a pretty ballsy move to to make that. And it's you know Ray Chiro is a guy. I'm sure he liked Adam Henrique. I'm sure Adam Henrique loved playing in New Jersey. I mean he'd been here for a long time. But you know they needed a they had a need on defense. The Ducks could use any help they can get up front at the time. At, at the time, they weren't scoring any goals at all. And now they, they, you know, Ricard Raquel scores two goals in 14 seconds. He gets hat tricks like he falls out of bed. Um, but that's a pretty ballsy move to make when you've got a team that is having a season that you didn't expect them to have. You got to keep it going. And, you know, at the same time, like a lot of the, the credit, I think, has to go to John Hines, who doesn't get a whole lot of credit. And I, I, a lot of the blame for the Islanders, I think, also has to go back to Doug Waite, who, I had some fun with today because I kept posting Doug Waite gifts as reactions to trades and and non trades and stuff like that. And I do like Doug on a personal level, and I and I hate saying stuff like this, but I just I just don't think this is a very well coached team, and I just I don't trust them. I don't feel they play with any structure at all, let alone little structure. And you know we've talked to ad nauseum about it. Either they're not playing the way that the coaches are telling them to play, or the coaches are just telling them to play this way. And Either way, it's just it's it's. I don't think they're gonna whether they're the personnel is a problem, uh, is one thing. But I'm I'm almost certain the there's the coaching and the structure and the systems are as big, if not a bigger problem than the actual personnel. Yeah, and and talking about you know being numb to certain things, like I'm completely numb to the Islanders blowing, you know, late leads right now, and that's, that's just <laughs> like 
the, 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 I remember I was at the Maple Leafs game. I'm not at it watching. I was watching the Maple Leafs game and just thinking, you know, I know exactly how this game is going to end and I'm still going to watch it. Like actually not exactly because I thought the, the Islanders would lose in overtime and not in a shootout. But I was just like <laughs> – I was just thinking like, yeah, I know this is – the Islanders aren't going to win this game. Like and I'm still watching it and, and you know it's going to be from a breakdown, someone doing something they shouldn't do. And then <laughs> two nights later – I'm watching the Devils game and I'm like, this is this team doesn't know how to play with a lead in a big no. spot because they're not coached well enough to do it. So I know that this this how this lead is going to you know evaporate. I thought it was going to happen a little later and it didn't. And they lost in regulation. I thought we might be able to get a point. We didn't. Hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, I'm just I just I don't <laughs> know. I'm at a loss now. So, yeah, now that one, that Devils game, I, I, I think is the nail, the final nail in the coffin. And I know it's. It's February 26th. They've got 19 games to go, so I could very much end up eating those words. But that, to me, even if they had gotten a point out of it and like and lost in overtime, like you said, it still would have been tough. Like there's still what six or seven points behind the Devils right now. If Columbus, who was beating the Caps four one the last time I checked, if they win, the Islanders are going to be four points out. Like that's that's a tough thing to overcome with 19 games left, and especially when you're a team that, like you just said, can't hold the lead. They're they can barely play with any sort of defensive structure at all. They've gotten much better. Actually, the, the Devils only had, I think, 32 shots in that game, which for an Islanders team is pretty good. <laughs> it's not 50. It's the best, um, the best they've done in, in weeks. Absolutely, and and Halak was, was very good in that game. I mean, aside from the first goal that they gave up. But, yeah, they can't play with the lead. They, they take whole periods off. They were fine for the first period and a half of that Devils game. They were playing really, really, really well. Most of it was the Barzal line, but... The, the team in general was playing really well, and when they went into the third period with a one nothing lead, I'm like, they're going to lose this game because that's just not good enough. Uh, and I, like you said, I was hoping that they would lose. I thought they would like lose in, in overtime, like you know three two or something, but uh, they lost two to one. And again, I think it's a big problem. And so you know, it all goes back to the same thing. It's it's these are these are deeply ingrained issues that this trade line wasn't going to fix. You know, I mean, I, it would have been great if they picked up Paul Stastny, but that wasn't going to happen. And, you know, I on one hand, I can understand Garth keeping his picks, keeping his players, keeping his most of his bullets, which is fine. But ultimately, this is a very, very flawed team that is not a playoff team. <laughs> I was going to say that they're very close to missing the playoffs, but let's face it. I mean, you and I have watched it. Everybody listening to this has watched this team play. This is not a playoff team. No. Playoff teams don't play like nope. this. <laughs> I, they just don't. Just one thing that I just, you know, that you know, kind of came into my head right as you were saying that because is that, you know, Snow did kind of just sit there and not, you know, didn't feel like he was forced to do anything, which kind of just lends yourself, lends you to think or leads you to believe that he's under no pressure. Because <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if, 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 if Gar Snow, if these, you know, if, if he saw that billboard that went up somewhere in, in the, the greater New York metro area and said, Wow, like I'm actually like I'm in danger of losing my job. He would have probably, you know, you know, he he doesn't get to go to his next job with the draft picks that he saved with the Islanders, right? He's not going to walk into a a job interview with the the metallurg magnatorisk of the KHL and say, you know, I I didn't sp- look at these draft picks that I didn't spend on some you know rental player. So I, right, I don't think that uh, you know, we all want, want probably want to see a shakeup, but this is the type mm-hmm. of trade that this trade deadline makes you think that it's uh, probably not coming. So we'll probably be doing the same yeah. exact episode at next, this time next year. <laughs> um, I saw a funny tweet before that speaking of the, the billboard, the tweet said, uh, well, I'm really glad those billboards put enough pressure on Garth to make him go out and acquire 
squints <laughs> Chris Wagner. That <laughs> was that's and but you know and again like you know I, we have fun and it's it's you know it got them some publicity. It's I honestly like it is it is embarrassing. I am embarrassed as a fan of this team that it has come to this. It's a funny story and I can appreciate the the humor in it. It it, it but it is embarrassing and it's it's not you know at the end of the day we all know that it's not going to change anything. John Ledecky is not going to show up at Barclays Center and be like, holy cow, they put up a billboard? We got to do something. Like, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. Um, but that's a good segue to uh, to our, I guess, second half of the second, the second part of our discussion, um, which is involves Barclays Center. And it had been a while before we had to talk about these guys, but now we're back. Our old friend Brett Yormark, who we haven't talked about in quite a while, but he's back in the news. He was on Sports Extra with Tina Servacio, which is kind of a New York... I guess I guess it's an institution. I don't know. It's been around a long time. She's been around a long time. Um, and he basically said a bunch of stuff that wasn't too bright. He was like, uh, you know, the the borough never really embraced the Islanders. They became sort of a rent a team, uh, and it didn't, you know, they didn't really, it didn't really click. And you know, they want to build their own arena now, and I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. But we support them. Good luck. It was like, dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now with this? Um, it's it's again it's a bad look it's embarrassing to have to be like really with this like and have to explain to people what's going on and laugh at this guy and and you know the other thing too is and I, I said this on Twitter the Islanders announced their move to Bro- Brooklyn in uh, 2012 and they had three years before they actually moved in there and Brett Yormark was in charge of that move and they didn't do anything in the intervening three years to set up the team for their arrival in Brooklyn. So when you talk about that the borough didn't embrace them, I mean, whose job was it to get them to embrace the team? And what did you do to get them embrace to embrace them? And the answer is not much. It's it's so frustrating because it's 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 like that. Uh, you know, if he if he walked into you know a bar or something and, and said all that stuff, every you know everyone would know like be like, yeah, like this guy is he's the asshole. Like he's this is the asshole who did that. Like why? How is he still talking about that? Like everyone had knows someone who does that where they like come in and talk and. They'll be like, listen, everybody who knows that guy knows is they might not say it to his face, but they know he's he's the guy. And so he goes out there and actually believes that people are going to take his word for, you know, <laughs> that t- tomorrow when when, you know, people are getting on the, the LIRR or the New Jersey Transit, wherever they get in the city. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I heard Yarmark saying and he's you know, he's right. Like they, the Islanders did a bad job of really connecting with the people of Brooklyn. Like That was your job man like that's he is it's self and it was a self-indictment that he's so smug that he thought he could get away with it and i think he just does it just to because he hates islander fans so he yeah. wants us to be you know wasting our breath and doing this and it, it is a spectacular self-own Let's yes i mean the, this I, you know and in a way now that i think about it this whole entire conversation we've had this whole time is basically just about spectacular self-owns like it really is <laughs> like when garth snow says well you know we didn't make a big trade because you know, we weren't in a position to do so. It's like, yeah, that's kind of a self-own. <laughs> like, kind of just owned yourself. Brett Yormark saying, well, you know, we didn't really, you know, the Islanders didn't really connect with the with the borough of Brooklyn. Yeah, it's kind of a self-own. Yeah. You're the guy who was in charge of making that happen. Yeah. Um, so, of course, but I get, he must have taken the time, must have slept on it and realized that it was indeed a self-own. Uh, because today he talked to Randy Marshall of Newsday and uh, in The Point, which is, um, the uh, I guess, the political opinion column there he said that uh basically what he was saying was uh his experience with building barclay center is what 
made him say the thing about maybe the building, you know, whether or not it gets built or not, because Barclays took eight years to build. And he said, it's it's very challenging to get something done in this market. I've lived through it with respect to Barclays Center. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But, you know, look, man, we're all New Yorkers here. Like when somebody says, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. We all know what you mean when that, when you say that. It's like, yeah, good <laughs> yeah, luck. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like oh he he you know yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know it's like uh, yeah he this guy wants he wants to go to Yale but you know we know we'll let's see what that happens yeah I know <laughs> we know what you're talking about you know, it goes, this guy's not going to Yale you know he's going to Nassau Community College you know so that kind of thing um, not and I've had many friends who went to Nassau it's, that's not a slight of Nassau I'm just saying it's a big difference it's yeah it, I yeah. just I just I just don't <laughs> I just don't understand like oh my god and and the the, the dude is so like. I don't know if short sighted or like I don't know what he is even like it's just he, he, the Islanders are going to be playing in, in not just one but two buildings that you, directly right. affect your bottom line next year right for three years they're going to play in those <laughs> yeah. buildings three years and you're just yeah, going to go and and piss everybody off I just don't know I don't really get it and I Who's mean this damn me, like, Acapulco man yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's yeah that would be great, and then I mean, I would totally, I would be down for moving, moving to Acapulco. You could still keep the name, right? Is Acapulco? No, Acapulco, close Acapulco enough. Is, I mean, it's not like it's there's no enough. lakes it's, in Los Angeles. No, but there's lots of water. There, yeah, exactly. So that's fine. Um, and yeah, and then just I, I just I really want it to be divested from these guys, and it, it can't happen soon enough. And Arthur Staple on his Twitter feed says that. Uh, I just want to make, uh, believe the Isles will take back business ops for the team next season. Probably best for everyone. Yes, I think that would be best. When the New everyone. York Islanders are taking like, are taking something over, and you're thinking it's a good idea that they're about to be in charge of something, that's how bad <laughs> it's been. Yeah, it's yeah, they should it's the whole third party it. Go hire some <laughs> some like other firm. Yeah, Ugh. it's really it's really sad, and I to me like your mark has always been the guy who speaks in in brands, even when he was like you know kind of doing his job as like Isles hype man. When they first move, like he spoke in this marketing speak that normal humans don't really use, you know, like, you know, well, well, this is going to be a brand new entertaining experience for the user, for the casual fan and diet. Like, dude, what are you saying? I don't understand what you're talking about. And then, you know, you show up at a game and they don't let you stand by the glass during warmups, uh, which is the thing that every NHL rink has been doing forever. And it's that that to me is is. Like the the most damning thing. It's a small thing, but it's the thing that tells you these guys didn't even watch enough of the Islanders to know that people watch warm ups from the glass. Like they didn't know that, and so they they freaked out and they and they you know they changed stuff because they didn't know how these things were supposed to work. They didn't know that you know people threw hats on the ice, or they didn't know that changing the goal horn was not going to be a smart thing. They didn't know that. Changing the uniforms was, you know, and the black uniforms, in fairness, a lot of people like them. A lot of people bought them, and that's great. But it just still caused a stir, and it's still like a divisive thing. They didn't know that that was going to be a problem. I mean, you talk to an Islanders fan for five minutes. The first thing they're going to say is, geez, I hope they don't change the uniforms. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the first thing we talk about. <laughs> and so to not know that stuff just shows how little research they put into it. And and these guys, are they're smart guys. They have a lot of money. I'm sure running Barclays Center is a very hard job, and they do a, a great job of it for everything but the Islanders. And so that tells me <laughs> that there is a disconnect there that needed to be fixed and to be like, well, they never embraced the, the borough. 
Dude, we never had a chance to embrace the burrow. I like, sure as hell embraced the burrow. I enjoyed that. Me too. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it, and what were we supposed to do? Like, oh, right. you know, oh my God, the Islanders are uh, they're playing in Flatbush, so I got to make sure yeah. I, uh, you know, go move to you know Carroll Gardens or something. Like, what, what do you? What does that even <laughs> yeah. mean? You know what? Actually, I didn't. I hadn't thought about this until you just asked that question. But you know what it means? It means that not enough people bought season ticket. Yeah, like that's, that's that to me is the thing. Because Nobody bought the joint talking, season ticket Nets Islanders thing that they probably have. Because <laughs> he was talking about that. I I don't. I would look it up, but I don't. I don't. I don't have the time. <laughs> but uh, I remember there was something where he he mentioned at one point like, well, you know, if you're a big Islanders fan, then you should buy a season ticket package. And it's like, yeah, but these are kind of expensive, and a lot of people aren't coming from here like you know they're they're coming from far away and they didn't really do enough again to embrace the people that lived in manhattan that live in queens that can get there um it's just i don't know it's again it's just a spectacular self-own to admit that you didn't to admit that you didn't do enough to get the job done and then but not say hey it's on me i'm sorry like that's pretty much the definition of a self-own and the sooner they're divested from these guys the better Unfortunately, it's going to take at least three years, if not more. And like you said, they're still going to have to play games in this guy's in two of this guy's buildings. It's amazing. So I don't know. And meanwhile, you know, we were talking before we came on. Like you had it 100 percent right. He should have just said the Islanders have been great partners, and we look forward to to you know supporting them in the future and vice versa. That's all you got to say. That's all the Islanders have said this entire time. John Ledecky has nothing but good things to say about Brett Yormark. Oh, Brett's a great partner. We've been working things out. We're going to have a great time. Don't worry about it. That's all you got to say. And it might be smoke being blown up our butts. But, hey, you know what? It beats their rent-a-team and they never embrace the burrow. <laughs> like that, you know, you got all these people frothing at the mouth. Yeah, yeah guess stupid. The only, yeah, um, the only people who should be able to call the Islanders a rent-a-team are got people who've sat in those, who watch them and care about them. You know, <laughs> we call them a lot. I, got, I've heard them be called a lot worse than a rent-a-team. But because yeah, it came from know, him, seriously. it pissed me off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no. The 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 rent a team were the uh you want to see a rent a team of Islanders. Take out take a look at the the 2007-2008 Islanders. Those that was a rent a team. <laughs> Victor Kozlov, Mike Comrie, that team. Those guys there wasn't a guy on that team that had spent more than a year yeah. or two with the Islanders. It was funny. And that's how we ended up in this situation here with the the rebuild and everything. Um one more Arthur Staple uh tweet by the way which kind of sums up everything. Uh he says we might fight a lot on here Isles fans, but today's like today. Team struggling, no big moves. Your arena hosts want you out. Make me genuinely sympathetic. This ain't fun. You're right, Arthur. It is not fun. Uh, it's fun talking to him. It's fun talking to you. We have a good time here. We we can laugh about it at least, which is fun. But you know, at the end of the day, you know they got a game on Wednesday against the Habs, a team they have beaten once in the last thirty years. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I don't know how many games I've watched recently. The Devils game was one, and I, I made a big mistake. I probably shouldn't have watched it. Um, yeah. Pat, congratulations to Patrick Galliash, by the way, on his number retirement and the 18-hour ceremony that it took to to get that thing done. So, yeah, that was that was something, huh? <laughs> if you ask me, what player had the longest number retirement ceremony? I don't think Patrick Galliash would have been the guy. I would say it, it, it was like a, a a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like it just keeps going on and on, and it's something you don't like. It it's fine, and you know Galliash is fine. It's just. This thing isn't over yet. How many endings does this movie have? It's like a Lord of the Rings movie, I guess. It's just it just keeps ending and ending and ending. It's like four hours go by, and you're like, "What the hell did I just even watch?" It was fine. It's just okay. they have their weird schedule coming up, but I know they have one of your all time favorite things, the Western the Western Canadian Road Swing. Oh yeah, is coming up. Wish wish it was uh, so during got, happier times. 
Yeah. It's always yeah, great when it's in the beginning of the year and you're like, there's still hope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they could take somebody by surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they got the Habs on Wednesday. Again, they've, they haven't beaten the Habs since 1977. So that's going to be fun. And then they have the Habs again on Friday. Oh, great. I didn't even realize that. Uh, then the Penguins right back to back on Saturday nice. at five. So that's a guaranteed loss. Road road game, five o'clock, back to back. Forget, do find something else to do with your five o'clock on Saturday. I promise. Go see Black Panther. Trust me, it's great. Uh, and then, yeah, Monday they're in Vancouver. Uh, Thursday they're in Edmonton, and then Sunday they're in Calgary. It's it's pretty simple that they need to win all of these games to stay afloat, right? Like yeah. I don't think they can really afford to drop any. Literally, of them, which you can drop like one point. Yeah, maybe. It's a yeah. You need to be like like you see last five games like four zero oh, and one in that end yeah yeah and and i mean I, I joke about the habs but i mean this is not a good team and carrie price is great and they have he's not even some playing players. i mean it's gonna be anti niemi or oh is some, it oh is he hurt some, again? yeah i think carrie price has a concussion and so we'll be facing oh, anti niemi who will probably put up a 52 save shutout and then they'll play <laughs> and then they'll probably play charlie lindgren in the second game and then he'll yeah. probably put up a 52 game shutout and yeah they they called up a bunch of guys too. So oh yeah, expect a, a lot, lot of first goals. first goals. Yeah. Broussard's first goal is um, a penguin. Absolutely. Oh oh yeah. Oh probably my gosh. first but, three you know, goals. In fairness, though, I did say that Grabner was going to have a hat trick for the Devils, and I was never sure. Of, I was never more sure of anything in my life, and it turned out that I was wrong. But uh, but yeah, um, you know the Habs have a have a top heavy team, but they got to they got to get wins. They got to win. They got to beat the Penguins or get at least get a point out of the Penguins. You know, I mean, if you lose in a shootout or something, that's fine. But you got to get a point. And man, these three Canadian teams, the the Flames are pretty good. We saw them recently, and they they showed up and they whooped the Islanders' asses. Can't do that again. You got to return the favor. Like, and the Oilers and Canucks, you have to beat. And sorry, you have two games that week, so you know you can you can fly from Vancouver to Edmonton. Take your time, relax, take in the sights, <laughs> then go at the, to the game and beat the the Flames. And then you've got the Oilers, and then you've got two days before you got to go to Calgary, which is like right there. So. You know they, they need to win these games. The good news like, is that they're no... gonna they're gonna. My, I don't think Matt Barzal will let them lose to Brock Besser. That's true. So that is also true. And also, I would I would think that Barzell wants to like put on a show for his boy Sid. Uh, that's true. So there you go. And he actually had a good game against and then, the Canadians. And then Everly time, so. Everly will be playing back in Edmonton, right? So I mean, I mean, yeah. things are set up. And 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 you know what? We're gonna all watch that game together because the ice in Edmonton is so much. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Yes, yes. As the as well, that's at the old place, the new yeah, place. Yeah, who even knows? In the Calgary Ice is decent, yeah. and the, the Saddle Dome is yeah. so funny to just think about. <laughs> I, love it. I know, I love it. They're gonna still see. We'll see if they're like, look, these guys have a new arena. Why can't we get? Yeah. That, which is this the worst thing ever? This, this, but, uh, uh, this Vancouver, uh, the, does that was a GM Palace or Roger Place or whatever it's called? Does that place? Does it still have the red seats? Oh, I don't know. I think it does. Uh, which I always thought was funny. Like you, you, you think like. I guess maybe just because it's Canadian, but it's just hysterical that mm. you know this place with the Canucks who really have no red in in their history have these like really <laughs> yeah. red seats. Back when they had the uh, the Halloween colors, they had a little tinge of red yes. there, but yeah, not recently. So maybe they'll. I don't know. I never, I never even noticed that to be honest with you. I never even noticed the city the seats at City Field are green. I just found this out for my uh, Golden Girls podcast. I didn't even realize that. The seats at City Field are green. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. They're like yeah. Right, they're supposed to mimic the polo grounds, which had green seats. So who knew? I found out. Uh, and then when they come back from Calgary, and I, oh, by the way, Calgary means hometown boy Thomas Hickey. Hopefully, he he does something cool in there, scores a couple of goals. Uh, then they have a back to back with the Capitals. So uh, right. 
Boy, that ought to be a lot of fun. The, the Caps almost got – they were in on Carlson today too. I mean, that would have been just ridiculous. You know what? Why couldn't they have had this stretch the couple weeks before the deadline so that they could really be out of the playoff picture and then we could start, you know, just <laughs> – Oh, my God. Passion thing. Um, what, one funny thing, though, and I don't want to start a whole thing here because we should wrap it up, but uh, uh, Steve Marcus talked to John Tavares today and – not only was Tavares like oddly cool with how the, the trade deadline went down and just basically saying, well, Garth will do what he thinks is best, but he was like, you know, yeah, maybe I will sign during the, during the season. You never know. And, you know, maybe, you know, making the playoffs, it won't be everything, but, you know, I'll, I'll think about it, but it won't be the, the reason I sign or don't sign. It's like, dude, just sign. Like, if, you, if we're getting to this point now where, like, you know, it's not, you know, yeah, maybe he'll go to, to, July 1st, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll sign during the season. Dude, just sign. He's, just sign the damn contract already, please. Yeah, now we're at the point where, we're, you know, we've, we've kind of deteriorated. We, we were like, yeah, no, we totally understand if he leaves, he wants to win. And now we're, you know, a couple weeks later, we're just begging. It's like flat out begging. Yeah. We're, you you yeah. can't leave. You can't leave, John. No, just please. Just, I mean, it's just every day it's something else. And just do, just sign it. If, you get, if you're this close and you want to stay, just stay. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know what, you know. What's going on? If, if people like, if he's afraid that it's going to seem like you know he just stayed and he didn't like do any negotiating, it's fine. Just stay. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It never ends. It really. I I think it's just that I'm just looking for some some positives from it. And again, no offense to Brandon Davidson or Chris Wagner, who I'm sure are fine, but I really am looking for some positives here. And there are you know any. if they if they <laughs> yeah I mean if they run off a, a a string of you know five six wins in a row, <laughs> it sounds completely ridiculous. Uh, you know I'll feel a lot better, but that's pretty much where we're at right now and it's it's a shame but it is what it is so uh yeah, yeah. i mean uh any anything else uh to wrap it up real quick <laughs> anything else you want to get out with this has been a very cathartic uh episode yeah no i mean it's just, it's just another thing like i i just that tavares thing pissed me off because i'm of the thinking that he is a complete like hockey nerd and like knows the ghost on cap friendly and probably like creates trades in his own head and <laughs> and I think like today he probably would have been like, you know, oh, I'm trading a you know, third round pick for for, you know, Patrick Maroon or something. And I, I don't yeah. I don't know. That's just yeah. that frights, it, it just frightens <laughs> me a little bit that because uh, yeah. I, I just feel like he if he was in charge, if he was the player GM, he would have done something. Yeah. You know, but, he would have done also, something with the intention of yeah. I have to do something because if I don't, my best player yeah. ever could leave because we didn't do something. Yeah. Which yeah. is himself, uh, you know. His his thing is he he puts so much pressure on himself, and you know he had a really bad game against the Devils and led to a couple of goals, and they lost. And you you could see it on his face that he was just upset with himself. And you know my thing too, and I mean we could do a whole episode on this too. Is that I feel like the Islanders have a an unshaking belief in themselves that. I really wish they would kind of get over. <laughs> like they, <laughs> I think that that locker room is. Cal Clutterbuck had a line about this recently too. Like you know, we we feel that we, uh, you know, everybody in this locker room can play with anybody. And, and Snow said it too. And Arthur Staples, uh, oh, yeah, article. He's yeah, he said like you know, we feel like when when everybody's playing we've at their best, it. we can play with. And them. we've shown it. Yeah, we've shown it. Yeah, okay. And it's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, sure. But like, dude, sometimes you need a little help from outside. And you know, there used to be a time when when they would go for that, and now they just don't. And it's like. You know, if and and that's the thing. If you if you are taking it within yourself and saying, okay, we need to play better, then you need to play better. You can't just take a period and a half off against a division rival that's two points ahead of you in the standings because you blink and now they're four points ahead of you in the standings. So, oh god, 
Yep. <laughs> this is Screw them. Anyway. <laughs> Screw the eye. Move to Acapulco. I think you had it right the first yeah, move, time. Move, move, move to Acapulco. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll all get tan and we'll drink like pina coladas. Yeah. Just, I mean, I wouldn't give a shit if they were horrible, if they, if we all were in Acapulco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, right? They, oh, oh, geez. I can't believe Tom, dude. Vegas Golden Knights went out and they got Tomas yeah. Tatar today from from Detroit, and they played they paid an arm and a leg for him, like three picks and a prospect for him. That's crazy. And, and you know why they Those did guys it? Are because making- they were like we're fucking it. we're in a spot we didn't expect to be, and we're gonna right. we're gonna go for it because that's what you're supposed right. to do. Because we can go for it because we're at the top of the league. we're almost we're almost the best team in the league, and we can make a run in the Stanley Cup in our first year. Oh my god! Don't even. All right, we gotta stop. Uh, <laughs> um how was your how was your trip by the way to england was it good yeah it was it was great i i had a, a really good time i finally got to see everton in person they won which was That's cool shocking oh, um and then um the next day i woke up i took a train to edinburgh which is by far maybe the most beautiful city i've ever been to maybe outside of columbus ohio i'm just kidding uh no it's beautiful and then <laughs> went to, went to go see the uh some six nations rugby and the atmosphere at the rugby was unlike anything I've ever seen. Everybody, it was France versus Scotland. They were all singing each other's national anthems. They all got along so well after the match. Like, you know, you go down this road and there's thousands of people and they're singing the Marseille, which is or whatever the French national anthem is. And the, the Scottish national anthem, they're playing them both on bagpipes. And we all went out drinking together. It was like, you know, That's awesome. 10,000 French people, 10,000 Scottish people, and then me, and like just in the middle of yeah. it. And I just, you know, I got very, you know, overserved and kind of came <laughs> to in, in a casino at like four in the morning with two Scottish friends that I had made and a French guy on my right at a blackjack table. Um, yeah, so that was great. Wow. That sounds like, I mean, that sounds like a book, really, is what yeah. it sounds like. It's pretty wild. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That reminds me of uh, my one college football experience when I went to, See a game at Penn State where my friend was there in grad school, and I was like, I don't even know. You want to bottle this? Like it's right. just so amazing. You know, you've never seen anything like this because you don't. You don't. This isn't your world. Uh, while, while you were doing that, I was seeing Black Panther. Yeah. So there you go. So my my final words: Go see Black Panther. <laughs> it was really good. Go see Black Panther for the Islander undertones. <laughs> yes, definitely, and take the lessons the lessons of Wakanda and and its king and superhero T'Challa and all and his sister who is the smartest person on earth. So there you go. Uh, but no, seriously, it's great. Um, okay, tell everybody your your Twitter hand, Twitter handle again. Sure, it's the the Big Lebowski two E's. So check out Mike uh, on Twitter at the Big Lebowski. You can check me out uh, on Twitter at Culture of Losing. Uh, I had a lot of Doug Waite gifts there today, so you can laugh at the very uh, animated coach of <laughs> the Islanders. He, I don't know what he's doing back there, but sometimes <laughs> it's a lot of fun to watch. So there you go. He seems like a cool guy. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back after that Western swing and we'll, we'll talk about how that went. Hopefully it goes pretty well. And you know, maybe this, this roster can write things, you know, cause this is, this is the team right now. So get used to it. Cause these are the guys going forward. And, you know, we're all hell or high water. We're all stuck together. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. And, uh, we will, uh, talk to you again later. All right. Bye-bye.